Thanks, Jackie. Let's pray before we begin. Heavenly Father, it is great to be able to come in, into your presence and, and to just praise you for who you are, be reminded of the great things that you have done for us. And, and Lord, as we look at this story tonight, I pray that you would speak to each one of us. Reveal more of yourself to us and um, reveal how, how we can be greatly used by you. Lord, I just pray that um, as, we, as we go through this, again, you, you would speak to us in your name. Amen. Um, I like a good spy story. I love a good spy story. Book, movie, doesn't matter. Um, James Bond, Tom Clancy, thriller, Jason Bourne movie, I like them. I like them because they've got action They've got secrecy, they've got plot twists and, and intrigue and, and they keep me engaged the whole, whole way through. And in our passage tonight, we see that Joshua sends two men to spy out Jericho. Oh cool, it's a spy story. But these guys, they must have flunked out of spy school. I mean... They must have literally gone into Jericho and said, Hey folks, we're here to spy out the land and um, would, would you mind just showing us around? Because it's, it's just about 12 hours before they're busted. It says in verse 2 that news reached the king of Jericho that night. They came in during the day. News reached the king of Jericho that night. So it must have been, you know, 12 hours max before their cover was blown. And this spy story seems like um, a British comedy of, with Rowan Atkinson or Simon Pegg in it, not Matt Damon or Daniel Craig. But our spies aren't our unlikely heroes tonight. We're looking at the lady that they stayed with. You mean the lady they stayed with? Rahab? The prostitute? Last week, Mr. Greg got us to, to think about what makes a, a hero. And what I heard you say, or what I heard people say, were, were masculine sort of traits, male traits. Like uh, they're strong, they've got courage. They're, they're people who put their lives on the line. They're people who have boldness and strength and, and soldiers and men of valour. We, we learnt about Gideon last week and, and God called him a man of valour. And unfortunately, sometimes, um, when we think of heroes, some of us don't think of women being heroes. And particularly women like Rahab. We couldn't think that, that Rahab would be a hero. And so that's what makes her an unlikely hero. She was an innkeeper who was regularly visited by men who were not her husband. If you catch my drift. We won't go into that, into that anymore. But Rahab, what she does is that she hides the spies. You can see that very plainly in front of your face. She hides the spies that came in to spy out Jericho. 
and she hides the spies in order to save their lives. It's this life-saving action that, that makes Rahab our unlikely hero tonight. And I'm speculating, but if, if she hadn't have hid them, they would have been found out and they would have probably subsequently been killed. Um, there was no prisoners of war in those days, particularly if you were a spy. But what Rahab does is she, she saves their life by hiding them and then lying to the king. And if we read on in the story, with her, her lie, she, she allows the spies to, to then go off in a different direction after, the, after our passage is finished. Um, and, and they hide in the hill country again and, and then return to Joshua. And they convey all the things that have happened to them. But another life that Rahab saves is her own. When you think of a, a hero, it's, it's someone who puts their life on the line and saves the lives of others. But Rahab saves her own life. She saves her own life, but also she saves the lives of a family by making a promise with the spies. I speculate that if the, if the spies hadn't have come back, the Israelites would have come into, into Jericho and, and ended up wiping out the city, devoting it to destruction like, like what they did with Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites. And Rahab would have been killed along with the rest of the people and along with the rest of her family. Rahab knew about the conquests of the Israelites, how they had come and, and just wiped out towns in front of them. And if, if a, an army of that size is coming towards you, you kind of want to... You, you'll firstly hear about it, but you kind of want to start doing things or putting things into place that that are going to assure your, your life. So there would have been lots of murmurs, lots of talk about town. Have you heard about the Israelites? They're coming our way. And there would have been a lot of a fear, a lot of fear associated with it. But Rahab does something interesting and she, she hides the spies that belong to this army that are coming their way. And she asks them to, to spare her life and the lives of her family. But the biggest thing that makes her an unlikely hero this, this evening is in the process, she makes the confession that the God of the Israelites is the one true God. So it's not just her actions and, and saving her life and saving the lives of the spies and her family that makes her an unlikely hero. It's, it's her, her, her faith. Her actions didn't just spring from, I want to try and save my life and, and, and flip alliances. I'm, I'm allied, allianced with, is that the right word? Allied with Jericho because I live here. But the Israelites are coming along and, and, they're going to kill us, so I want to flip alliances like what we see on, on the story, uh, the show Survivor. You can call it an act of self-preservation, but you can see that, that she wasn't just using God, 
and the spies as if to treat them as a lucky charm. She she genuinely believes that God was the one true God, that he has been strong and, and faithful to the Israelites by what's happened in the past. Have a look with me to, at um, chapter 2, verse 8 to 11. This is um, Rahab's confession. Not Joshua, not Judges, Joshua. There it is. Verse 8. Before the men lay down, she came up to the roof on, uh, come up to the roof with them. And said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction." And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. So it wasn't just Rahab's actions of putting her life in danger, of saving her, her, the spies and her life and her family, but it's the act of her putting her faith in God that, that makes her an unlikely hero. Even though she was who she was, she still put her faith in God. Even though she didn't really know the God of the Israelites, she still put her faith in him because of what she had heard. Because she knew that he had the power to save her life from judgment the judgment that was coming from the very army that he was following, that he was bringing. You see, it's her faith that makes her an unlikely hero. But it wasn't just her faith, it, it was coupled with action. She had faith, she had knowledge of God, and yet it was coupled with action. She put her life on the line because she knew that the favour of God was more desirable than anything that Jericho could could offer her. Hebrews 11.31 says, By faith Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. It's those words, by faith Rahab didn't, didn't perish. She's an unlikely hero because of her faith and her actions. She saved the lives of her spies and her family and her own life. And, and she confessed, confessed that God is the one true God on heaven and on earth. I like to ask myself when I'm reading through the Bible, stories like this, real events, um, what can I learn about the people in this story? And then I ask myself, what can I learn about God? And I think the story of Rahab shows us something huge. It shows us that God can use you even if you're a woman. 
Oh, I mean, even if you're a woman like Rahab, God can use you. Even if you're a, a person with a speckled past, a, a blotted path, a past, God can use you. God can use you in a great way, but not just use you, make you a, a hero of the faith, as she's mentioned in the New Testament. You see, God used Rahab a couple of times in a couple of different ways. God used Rahab firstly to, to confirm the promise to the Israelites that he had given them the land. Through the words of an unlikely woman, it confirmed to them that God was giving them the land. This is a, a promise that was made to Abraham and to Moses years and years before these spies were even thought of or born. And it's through the, the mouth of an unlikely woman in an in a out-of-the-way city that God confirms this to them. And then God ends up using Rahab to deliver the Israelites a saviour. Rahab actually ends up being this unlikely woman in this unlikely city. She ends up being the great-grandmother of King David, the king of Israel, which means she actually appears in Jesus' family tree, according to Matthew chapter 1. You can, you can read that. It's amazing that God actually used Rahab in the timeline of the Bible, the history of Israel, to deliver a saviour to them. And I think that the fact that God can use Rahab means that God can use the unlikely. Man or woman, young or old, short or tall. In fact, I don't think God just uses the unlikely because he's, that's his mode of operation, but he delights in using the unlikely. He delights in using the unlikely people to, to come about in, in unlikely methods or ways to confirm promises to them, to deliver them from, from judgment. He uses them, and, and at every time it validates that it's not people saving God's people. It's not people confirming promises to God's people. It's events or circumstances that could only be from God. Do you ever ask yourself or, or say to yourself, can, can God use me? I wonder if God can use me. I've asked myself that many times. Or do you ever say to yourself something to the extreme? There's no way that God could use such a sinner like me. And I wonder if Rahab ever asked herself those sort of questions. One of the best things that we can learn about Rahab's story and about God through Rahab is that his favour and grace is way greater than, than we can comprehend sometimes. And don't get me wrong here, but I'm not saying that our sin or, or our conduct is, is any better than, than Rahab's or that we are greater than she is, but if God can shower her with grace and favour, 
even in light of who she was. Just because of some small confession that she makes, which is not small by any means. Just because of hiding some spies and making a promise with them. If God can use her, how much more can he use us? How much more can God use us? That phrase, how much more, or much more in the ESV version, occurs four times in Romans chapter 5. Much more. And you can see on, on the screen there, Romans 5, chapter 5, chapter 5 verse 9, says, Since therefore we have been now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. And verse 17 says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How much more can God use the unlikely person like you and me how much more because of what Jesus has done for our sake can we be sure of what Rahab says in, in verse 11 that God is the God in, he, in the heavens above and on the earth beneath because if God can use Rahab and save Rahab how much more can he save you and me how much more can he use you and me now that we've come into a knowledge of Jesus' grace and Jesus' sacrifice and Jesus' resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit? How much more could God use you and me? You see, God can not only use the unlikely, he can save the unlikely in the most unlikely of ways. You wouldn't ever think that you'd receive salvation through the cross. That wouldn't be, wouldn't be my mode of operation. It, you would think that, that things would come about through, through power and, and conquering and wiping out the enemies of the Israelites. But in a moment seemingly of weakness, God shows his power on the cross. God can not only use the unlikely, he can save the unlikely like you and me. He can save the unlikely in the most unlikely of ways. As we go out this week, I want to put a challenge to you. I want to put a challenge to you to, to look for one small way that God could use you this week. If you're feeling unlikely, I want you to, to ask God. Pray and ask God for a, a small thing that he can do through you. And then a few days later, I want you to, to look at how God could use you in a big way. In, a, in the most unlikely of ways. I want you to 
to think about ways that, that God could use you that can confirm to others that he exists, that can confirm to others that he can save them. I want you to look for, for ways that, that God can use you in order to, to confirm that he is using you as well. One of the things that, that we'll see from this series eventually, and, and for the sake of, of not ruining the series now, it's because of the eventual obedience of each of these people that it makes them unlikely heroes and they were used by God. So I want to ask you, are you willing to be an unlikely hero this week? Are you willing to be used by God to confirm him, to confirm his promise, to show that that he can save people? Are you willing to be an unlikely hero? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the way that you use the unlikely. And Lord, as we've looked at Rahab tonight, she is the most unlikely of unlikelies. And yet you used her, and you used her in in more than one way. You used her to, to save your people, to deliver a, a saviour to them. And, and Lord, how much more can you use us if we are willing? Lord, I pray this week that as we go out, that you would show us how unlikely we are of being used and use us. Lord, I ask that you would help us to be obedient to the to the small things and the big things that you ask of us. Lord, make us, make us unlikely heroes. Not that our name or, or actions will be glorified, but your name and your actions would be glorified. Lord, I ask that you would make us unlikely heroes to glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen.